the Factory Stock Podcast is now available. Hey, everybody, I'm Joe Costello, and now you can keep up with the Samtech Factory Stock Showdown. On this first episode, the champ, Leah Pritchett, talks about what's different about top fuel and factory stock. Uh, there's, there's no similarities besides just trying to wax everybody as best as we can in both categories. El Bandito and the team at DSR trying to go back to back after a great 2018. And everyone is chasing Leah. The Ford contingent has made some changes. We're going to connect with Chris Holbrook from Holbrook Racing Engines to talk about his team. It has been a challenging offseason, but Chris Holbrook is ready to rock. I am ready, uh, finally. It's been a, a rough start of a new season. You know, uh, we've had some changes in the fourth side, and, uh, you know, and during this, you know, I, I lost my mother last week, and it's just it's just been a, a emotional, just, you know, kind of crazy start of a season. But uh, I, I think we're ready, and, you know, like my mom always told me when I strapped in the car, you know, when you get that starting line, kick their ass, you know, so that's what I intend to do, you know. Oh, yes, Chris Holbrook has a plan. He'll talk about the 2019 Cobra Jet Mustangs, the power they're making, the parity in the class, what he expects in the future. If you're a fan of the Blue Oval, you're not going to want to miss it. And you Camaro fans, we've got something for you, too. He was first in the sevens. We're talking about Arthur Archie Cohn and what kind of racing he expects to see. You can see some serious increased improvement very quickly. Uh, A lot of people are going to be racing at a different level. It's going to be very competitive this year. Those drivers plus Brian Massengill from the School of Automotive Machinists and Technology lie ahead on this edition of the Factory Stock Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Never miss a show. It is a limited podcast series brought to you by WFO Radio, and we are going to cover this category deeply. If you like the big cars, if you like the heavy cars, if you like the real cars, if you like the fast cars, you are not going to want to miss a factory stock podcast. Go to Apple Podcasts, click subscribe, and never miss a show. And if you're really feeling kind and great, write us a review so that we can keep on going. And tell a couple of friends. And it is all brought to you by the folks at Samtech.edu. Start your education at full speed with the School of Automotive Machinists and Technology. Accelerate your career as a high-performance engine builder with classroom instruction and practical hands-on experience in the lab, on the dyno, and at the track. In addition to blockhead and CNC programs, Sam now offers motorsport EFI tuning and an Associate of Applied Science degree. Sam is a military-friendly school approved to train veterans and other eligible persons under the GI Bill. Start your education at full speed. Go to samtech.edu today. Let's start it off with the champ at the recent Magic Dry Arizona Nationals. We caught up with Leah Pritchett to discuss her 2018 Samtech Factory Stock Championship. A champion in Samtech Factory Stock Showdown. I know you, you wanted to drive the car and to go on and end the season the way you did, locking down the championship with three consecutive wins. Uh, when you look back now as we get ready to start a new season, what do you think of your accomplishment? Wow. Well, I think uh, thank you for one having me on the show. This is amazing, and uh, for you to be covering the Factory Stock Showdown and for this entire season. So yes, it was somewhat of a Cinderella type story for the end of the season for our team. Uh, you know, if you looked at the way that we began the season, first testing in Bradenton in an MCA and running that race and uh, having a little bit of difficulty and trying to keep up with the uh, Copos and Camaros, and once we found our ground and uh, and our horsepower, you know, we really kind of 
I don't want to say ran away with it because if you really look at the parity of the class coming into the final race, which was Dallas, in the semifinals, you had your top three in points all running within about a hundredth of a, of a second in the semifinals. And that came down to the, the chase and to the championship. And that's what the fans tune into this class for, I think. I mean, beyond that, it's the big three in Detroit that are all about, you know, who's, who's on top. Uh, the parity was there. And we are, oh, let me tell you. We are for sure looking forward to 2019, but there's a you know there's a lot of changes that have been made, uh, rules within the NHRA, uh, and you know I think it has to do with the parity. So, if I were to say right now that we were you know we're just coming straight off the trailer like we did in, in 2018, no, our car is not the same, and I'll tell you what, all of our competitor cars are also not the same. So, uh, but the fans can expect to see tight racing just like they saw last year, and everybody being neck and neck. All right, let's focus in on that, and I appreciate you. Uh, you know, being happy to be on our, our podcast. We're going to cover this category specifically and solo and independent because I, I really feel like it has captured the imagination of a lot of people out there. I think a lot of people want to follow this because they are real cars. So let's uh, put it in in uh, contrast with what you do with the top fuel car, you know, nitro cars, extreme acceleration, 330 miles per hour. This is very different in that you are part of a corporate war. FCA and Chrysler versus Chevrolet versus Ford. These are the real cars. You tested the demon. How is that different? Knowing that, uh, as opposed to burning nitro and trying to run quickest and fastest times, and it, it's a, you know a, a, an advertising exercise, basically, this is about the actual technical capability of the manufacturer. I think that's why uh, this class brings me so much joy, is to be able to be a part of I don't want to say the transition, but the evolution that SRT and Dodge have been able to to really focus on in drag racing. And for me, it's been over two years, even though I only ran the class for for a year and a half. Uh, Oh, man, to compare the two, sometimes I I rack my brain around it. And, you know, I'll say right now, we're currently in our top fuel trailer and my mind is on nitro, uh, you know, just running today. And to, to transition over to... We are representing what the fans who are so diehard, and I get it. I mean, there's Mustang fans out there, live, breathe, and eat that. I grew up, and I'll tell you what, it's no secret, I grew up in a Ford family. My dad liked Fords. I grew to love Mopar on my own, which is why which is why I like it. I wasn't steered in any direction. I drew a, an infatuation with Dodge from, a, from an early age on my own. But what we're doing on the track is really resonating with the fans in the stands. So not only do our cars look like them, but I actually I enjoy telling people what that class is. So a lot of people don't, you know, that's a quote-unquote new new terms, factory stock showdown. I joke around with it all the time. I call it a Nitro Street NASCAR. Which are those are just because people don't know. And I'm like, listen, it is an actual race car that you can buy from OE. It is. It's the closest thing you can. It's. That doesn't get any quicker or faster than that of what what America, you know, muscle cars stand for. And that is what really gets them. And, you know, I hope that we're able to sell more of these drag packs and, and expand the class. And this class is growing astronomically, as we know, and not only in car count, but in interest and with sponsors, uh, which is why I think it's ex- extremely important that we all, as racers, keep each other in check because it's going to be up to us to make sure that this class maintains integrity and it doesn't run off into something that's no longer attainable because that's what's attracted by this class. Absolutely. And the idea that someone who, you know, maybe they can't afford a drag pack, but they can afford a challenger and they, you know, the six cylinder version 
or even if they rent one, they can feel like Leah Pritchett in El Bandito. Let me ask you something about uh, your driving, and I wonder if this is true, and I'm speculating, but, you know, as someone who has come out of, you know, racing pipe, right, junior dragster, it's a chassis, it's, it's not really a real car, it's a chassis. And even a top fuel dragster is a chassis. And even nostalgia funny cars is a chassis. And pro mods is a chassis. It's, this is a car. Was there any uh, thought or desire to prove that you can drive a car? We've got sportsman racers out there that were probably thinking, oh, the top fuel girl is going to come over, but we're going to eat her up because they have experience racing like heavy iron, a real car. And the fact that you were able to go out there and leave first and win races and show, and show that you can drive anything. Was that something? Was that a thing? I, I appreciate that. And I'll tell you what, those guys didn't cut me no slack at all from the beginning. Because we're in, in, in their eyes, yes, there's this top-fueled DSR coming into their world and playing. And, and they're defending their territory, as, as they should. But I look at it a little bit differently because I, I grew up sportsman and I, and I get to maintain sportsman status. But at... The car standpoint brings me back to Pro Mod, and I miss running Pro Mod so bad. I mean, from supercharged and at the very end, we were running twin turbos, and I I loved that. So I felt like I, I got to get back to uh, to that. Now, from a from a driving standpoint, I drive a Dodge Hellcat every day as my daily driver in Indianapolis. And I'll tell you what, I'm going back to your last question. There's something that we've done in the top fuel world with my throttle pedal to make it more relatable to a literal Dodge Hellcat throttle. And it's, from the geometry standpoint, it's much different. We were hoping to test it here in Phoenix at the beginning of the year. We weren't able to do that. It's currently upstairs right now, and we want to be well, We will eventually test that, but uh, it's going to be the most relatable thing between the top fuel car and the factory stock showdown car that actually is from a stock car that everybody else can drive. Uh, and that's, that's from trying to accelerate our program here in top fuel from a reaction time standpoint and at the same time you know there's eight races in factory this year going back and forth we have a couple other outside races and uh, there's there's no similarities besides just trying to wax everybody as best as we can in both categories well you got no tire on the samtech factory stock showdown car that is amazing that you guys are able to get all that power to the ground uh you also using some of the elements that may be learned here in Top Fuel on the marketing side in that you guys are letting fans like vote on the scheme. You're keeping everybody connected to this machine. That was definitely a, a, a test last year. So, of course, our team, Schumacher Dodge, is partnered with Hoonigan. We thought, you know what, man? Uh, so this is what I did. I don't get to do a lot of things in the, in the fuel world um, in regards to how the car looks. And I'm like, I felt like we got to experiment a little and uh, Hoonigan always comes up with super rad designs, and I've always gone back to like what Ken Block has done, and I said, hey, can you guys help me out and, and come up with two schemes? So we tried that last year, and it worked, I think, awesome. And given our car looked a lot different than the other factory cars did, and it didn't look factory. So you're the, the best of both worlds, a factory car that's not looking factory because I wanted us to look different and kind of appeal to a crowd that maybe the top fuel crowd doesn't appeal to so this year yes it's currently living right now it's coming to an end very soon uh hoonigan created two liveries uh, we wanted to incorporate gold to celebrate dodge's uh, hard work and sr2's hard work uh, to be able to get that championship in 2018 and uh and of course we wanted to incorporate a little bit of red if the fans choose the red one uh to to have dodge in there i've been running this car for two years el bandito with a demon logo on the side we are running next year with the Angry Bee logo 1320 on the side. We are promoting a, a, a car 
on a different car. I'm not running an angry bee. I was never running a demon in, in, in factory stock showdown. Um, so I think it's important for people to understand that, that message. But at the same time, we're promoting these other vehicles that Dodge and Mopar have spent um, so much love. And I say love with uh, providing a race car for the everyday person. And that's what we're here promoting. Absolutely love it. Leah, good luck in the Amelie Motor Oil NHRA Gator Nationals, the start of the Samtech Factory Stock Showdown season. You're going to try to defend that title. Maybe you look at it as trying to win another one. Regardless, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Thank you. I appreciate that. And this is a shout-out to Kevin Helms. He's, uh, he's led our team phenomenally. And, uh, we, of course, we've got Mark Powett coming in again this year with us as our two-car team. So I'll tell you what. We've got our work cut out for us. We know that we do. We have testing we had again before Gainesville. And I uh, look forward to all the existing and new fans. Leah Pritchett getting the job done in El Bandito out there in 2018, and that car was known for storming the second half of the racetrack. The Fords and the Chevys were going to have to get everything in the first 60 feet of the racetrack if they were even going to keep up, and watching that car storm on the big end was very impressive. But in 2019, so many updates for the Cobra Jet Mustangs and the Copo Camaros. It's going to be very interesting to see how it all plays out. Next up, we're going to delve into the Ford contingent with one of the baddest engine builders out there. Joining us now from Holbrook Racing Engines, Chris Holbrook. Chris, welcome to the Samtech Factory Stock Showdown podcast. Are you ready? I am ready, uh, finally. It's been a, a rough start of a new season. You know, uh, we've had some changes in the Ford side. And, uh, you know, and during this, you know, I, I lost my mother last week, and it's just it's just been a, a emotional, just, you know, kind of crazy start of a season, but, uh, I, I think we're ready. And, you know, like my mom always told me when I strapped in the car, you know, when you get that starting line, kick their ass, you know? So that's what I intend to do, you know? Wow. Um, obviously, uh, my condolences on the passing of your mom and, uh, you know, this sport is like totally family supported. I don't ever run into anybody that doesn't have like multiple generations supporting them. And, um, what can I say? I'm sorry. Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, uh, you know, she's had some, you know, uh, problems with her health, but, uh, you know, uh, she, she definitely stood behind me in my racing. Uh, you know, it's so busy here that trying to get everybody engine done before the start of the season, you know, I, I was in here in the, the morning before my mom's service and then, and after the service, you know, and, and I, I know she would understand that because, you know, I love my mother to death, and, you know, uh, it's just racing must go on. It's so true. And I'm sure this is, you know, we all have our different beliefs, but I really believe that, uh, you know, those who pass are still aware of what goes down and our successes and, and failures and that they're, you know, rooting us on. That's my thought, and I certainly hope that is true in this case. Let's Let's talk about, you know, some of that work you mentioned. You guys have got a, more people uh, running the Holbrook Racing Engines this year. Let's talk about some of your new customers, like you're expanding yeah. the fleet. I think, uh, you know, we're, we we have a great, you know, team here. You know, uh, we got Randy Eakins, Kevin Skinner, Bill Skillman, Drew Skillman, Bo Butner, and myself. And I think that's going to be a pretty good, uh, uh, you know, Ford team out there to be reckoned with. 
Yeah, I think so. And you mentioned getting everybody's engines ready. And so that, <laughs> that, that right there sounds like a little daunting. What goes into all of that? And I know that there has been a rules change for our listeners out there. Explain the difference between the Ford Power of 2018 and the potential Ford Power of 2019. Because from what I understand, not everybody is uh, expanding the way the rules allow them to do it. So give us like a, an overview of the rules change. Well, this year, this winter, you know, uh, any trace that, you know, told us, you know, we, we see you guys are a little behind the eight ball here. Uh, you know, we need to help you out. So come up with a basic engine package that, you know, and that's, uh, you know, uh, you think will be competitive and, you know, uh, we'll, we'll look at what you have to offer and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll discuss it and get it, get it approved. So, we added a little bit more stroke, a uh, little bit more cubic inch, you know, instead of a, like a 302 based engine, it's 327 cubic inches. And, uh, you know, we got a Whipple three, three liter, uh, blower and, uh, they did a great job on this thing. It's very efficient. And, uh, along with the, you know, the 19 chassis or Cobra jet, you can run a, a, a new air scoop. That's more comparable to the Copos and the, and the drag packs. There you go. So that these things all make a difference when we're talking about what we believe is a true factory uh, replica category, where people are trying to buy these cars and keep them as close to their factory counterparts. Yes, you're right. And you know, uh, you know, we're still running, you know, factory production cylinder heads, and a lot of these parts are, you know, right out, of, right from the production, you know, right from Ford, and. Um, just we're making a, a lot more power this 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 winter. Um, last year, you know, you had to make a perfect run to get to to kind of compete against the the copos and the and the drag packs. And I I believe this year, now that we have a little a lot more power, that you know maybe we can you know not be so aggressive and, and try to just get down the track every time. And I think uh, it's going to be more competitive this year for sure. That was one of the points from one year ago. Leah Pritchett uh, started us off on this particular show, and we talked a little bit about the challengers and how they really stormed down the back end. And they didn't have to really lean on the early part of the racetrack because they could rely on making up ET and distance on the back half. And uh, do you think that some of that will be negated? I do. Um, you know, they still have a very good engine package. And here's what I like what NHRA is doing, and you know, in Samtech, they already informed us if there's a you know a manufacturer that looks like that they're outrunning the other manufacturers, they're going to do what they have to do to get these cars to where it's good racing every time you go up there, and it, it's you know everybody's kind of got the same power, let's say. Well, that, that is great news. You know, some people are against that. They want to see just wide-open competition. I want to see close competition that continuously involves these big three brands. That's what I want to see. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it's already, you know, we've had a couple customers go out, you know, uh, Kevin Skinner and Bill Gilman, and, you know, they did some testing, and the results were, you know, pretty impressive, you know, for the first time out. You know, uh, Kevin went, I think, a 782, and Bill won a 781, and they weren't great runs because they're still getting used to the uh, the new power, but uh, um, it, it's definitely going to be a fast year. 
Yes, and we have seen some big numbers coming out of the Stanfield camp. Stephen Bell uh, put a 774 up on the board, and then uh, I have heard something quicker. We're going to dive into that here on the show as uh, time goes by. But give me your thoughts and assessment of the competition. Like when you look out there and you are made aware of what's going on out there in various tests. Like, how how is that? It sounds like you guys would be in the war room and, you know, like uh, in the right stuff when they announced Sputnik went up, <laughs> right? Somebody's running through the hallway <laughs> right. telling you that, you know, Stanfield went 774 in Stephen Bell's car. What is that like, finding out what your competition is running? Oh, well, you know, we definitely keep an eye on it. You know, you have Facebook and you have NHRA.com and Competition Plus and, you know, WFO and, you know, it's just, it's, you're always like, okay, well, we got to try to find a little bit more power, but you know, in the long run, you got to keep to yourself and say, okay, do the best you can. And when the race comes, we'll see how everybody irons out because testing is testing. You know, you get mind shaft conditions, you know, you can go up there time after time and make, and try to get that perfect run to where you don't get that chance at a national event. Now that well, and that has been part of the uh, what I you know the electricity of the category. When you guys all pull to the lanes, everybody comes to the lanes, and everybody is like talking, and there's like this weird energy of like what is about to happen, and that's something that's new for full-bodied cars. Oh yeah, it's great, and you know, uh, I think it's great that they're still keeping them on a nine-inch tire because you know I think that is the deciding factor in, in a lot of cases. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong, a nine-inch tire, you, you, you can still, you know, I mean, there's been some uh, 116, 115, you know, 60-foots out there, and you can make these cars work, but if you get a track that's a little bit, you know, not perfect, uh, it, it's, it's, it can be a little challenging, that's for sure. And at that point, the tuner savvy comes into play. You guys have got more power than you can really use. Someone's got to get to the finish line first. Who's going to figure it out? Yeah, exactly, and then and then you're doing it. You know, everybody starts out this year at thirty five hundred and seventy five pounds. You know, uh, um, so it, it, it's that's a lot of weight to get moving. Also, with on a nine inch tire. Yeah, that's crazy, and I love it though. I I love it. Are the Fords yeah. <laughs> are the Fords still going to have the side view mirrors? Um, some of, I don't know if the new Cobra Jets are. Um, to be honest with you, um. I pulled mine off. So <laughs> no, hey, listen. That's why I asked. I asked because it's it's a point of note. Let me talk to Chris Holbrook, the driver. Now, okay, I spoke with the engine builder, team owner, all of that. Uh, what are these cars like to drive? We got a lot of fans that are just coming to this category. It looks like a Mustang. It sits like a Mustang. It can't possibly drive like the Mustangs on the street because you're going, you know, 175 miles per hour, perhaps on a nine-inch wide tire. All that weight. Uh, how challenging is it to get it from start to finish? Well, you know, it, as a driver, is it, you know, as long as the tune's uh, good and, you know, you, you kind of um, can get it off the starting line, it, these cars actually drive really, really well. I mean, I, I'm very impressed, you know. I, I, I come from, like, the old Mountain Motor Pro Stock days, and, I mean, you had to drive those things down the track, and, you know, these cars are so comfortable to drive. I mean, you can, you get, last year we were going like 170 to 172, you know. I mean, you can feel it moving around a little at top end, you know. I think uh, 
they might have to, uh, you know, allow some wings on these cars. You know, it's just something, you know, factory looking um, because we're getting into a lot of speeds, you know, where these cars are going to be loose at top end, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Chris, thank you for taking the time for us. Super excited about the Amelie Motor Oil NHRA Gator Nationals, the start of the Samtech Factory Stock Showdown season, a points championship, a battle that has been growing year after year, a category that is getting more and more popular. Is there anything you want to say to your competition out there? Well, look out. Uh, we got a good team, and uh, we're coming to kick some butt. Chris, thank you so much. Good luck. Thank you, and uh, you have a great day. Thanks, Joe. See you at the Gators, the 50th Amelie Motor Oil NHRA Gator Nationals. And I would go to this race independent of everything else that is going to happen, the Samtech Factory Stock Showdown season, but just tremendous. Now, there have been some rules changes, as we have alluded to throughout the podcast. And, of course, we are going to keep up all season long with the changes and ebb and flow of what happens to keep the cars as equal as possible. And the man who's going to help us do that is this guy from Samtech.edu. He's part of the family. He has been there since the founding of the category and just watching this thing run like gangbusters. Brian Massengill from Samtech.edu. Brian, hello. Thanks for having me, Joe. As always, it's it's been a little too long. Uh, we're ready to get to the track. I know these racers are ready and, and the teams are ready and the fans are ready for us to get back on the track. And, uh, we're getting close, buddy. We're getting close. Super exciting to launch this unique and specific podcast, delving into the world of the Samtech Factory Stock Showdown. Uh, everybody's loving it. Everybody's excited. This is a category that I really think has a chance to be a breakout category, a class, if you will. And uh, it deserves its own show. And so here we are. Thank you for that. No worries. I, I'm I'm glad that, you know, when, when we kind of sat down and talked about it, it, it made sense. And people want to know a little bit more um, about this class and having a dedicated show um, with your commitment to this class and, and, and the sport in general. <clears throat> um, I know that everyone's going to enjoy this show and they're going to get uh, to know our racers a little bit better and our teams a little bit better and kind of some of the uh, behind the scenes, as it were, of uh, what it takes to go racing in this class. Absolutely. And we've already heard from Leah and Chris Holbrook. going to have Archie Cohn on and we're just previewing the season. And so I assume that we've got everybody subscribing and they're going to share with their friends. So let's do a rules rundown for 2019 because some things have changed. We've already heard some people referencing that the Copo Camaros and the Cobra Jet Mustangs have gotten some new parts. And in the case of the Mustang, they've actually been able to stroke their engines a little bit more, bringing the cubic inches up to try to run with those Dodges. Uh, let's just go top to bottom real quick. Give me your 2019 rules evaluation. Um, I think the NHRA did a really good job, uh, first and foremost. They, they did a really good job of looking at what was available, what was out there. You know, obviously, the manufacturers um, sat down uh, at PRI and had a meeting and said, hey, the Dodges are kind of running away with this, and, and it's not fun to have one class or one car uh, winning, and there's a lot of Mopar people that are going to say, well, they need to get back in there and figure out how to make power. And uh, if Barton and Stanfield can't keep up, then there's no more power to make. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it to you very simply. Um, Mopar had an advantage, and the NHRA was aware of it, and so we we're trying to level that playing field. Um, you know, with the, uh, with the new blowers that the Copos have, uh, we, we, we build a Copo engine here, and we've seen um, numbers that, that were pretty shocking, actually. Um, it's a much more efficient blower 
the new blower that the Copos have is a much more efficient blower. Um, and and you're going to see a lot of really, really quick times. I know Archie uh, already dipped into the seven seconds, but um, I, I don't expect he's going to be the lone Copo driver in the sevens much longer. Um, it's it's going to be an exciting year, and I know that the Fords will get one. Uh, I, if you have a new Ford engine in the car at the Gators, you're, you're probably going to be able to get into the seven seconds if we get the weather right and everything. It, it's going to be a really, really eventful race and um and i'm looking forward to it um as far as the rules go you know we we made a couple changes we're taking the class a lot more seriously there's a lot more participation um we are counting every single one of our races this year uh, in the past you've been able to drop a race and that kind of changed the dynamics of our uh, championship last year having that ability to drop a race where maybe you went out in the first round something broke or you just were able to miss a race but um, that's going to be a big thing, all, all eight races counting this season. Uh, and, again, just these the NHRAs uh, monitoring this class a lot tighter than they did in the past and because they know how important this class is. Uh, and, and the parity is, is what's going to be uh, the driving force of, of this uh, class's success. Uh, again, having one car, one engine, uh, run away with it. That, that's not good for anyone. That's not what the fans want to see. And again, it's just, you know, there's there's going to be some changes throughout the year, I feel, um, just to make everything get to an even keel. And also uh, for safety concerns, you know, the, these cages and cars are certified to a certain ET. And um, and I it, it'd have to take something really special um, or somebody uh, build a hell of an engine to get to some of those uh, specifications. But it's going to be uh, we're going to be knocking on those doors, and and these cars are you know almost uh, 3,600 pounds uh, in some cases, and and that's too heavy, too big of a car to be running uh, 180 miles an hour or something like that. Um, so there, there's going to be some changes I think throughout the year. Well, we're going to see, and I think everybody we have spoken with so far, uh, and as the podcast evolves, as we talk to winners and maybe runners-up or maybe big stories of the race later on in the season as we get ready for a full season of eight races, uh, everybody seems pretty cool with the concept that if they get a big lead, that NHRA might rein them in. Or if there's one manufacturer that's lagging behind for some reason, they might get a little bit of a benefit just to level the playing field and keep the racing entertaining. People want to see the wheel stands. They want to see good racing. Everybody's got the, sh- the same challenge of getting, you know, let's call it 1,500 or more horsepower to the ground on a 9-inch wide tire in a 3,600-pound car. That's hard. It's hard to do already. Uh, we don't want everybody having to, you know, pull their engine every race, go to the dyno, chase uh, horsepower in between these eight races. And so if NHRA can do that, I'm for it. And so far, the racers have been too. Right. I, I, and so are the fans, uh, for the most part. There, again, there are some that complain about, well, they just need to do their work better. And, and that's not the truth. That is not the truth. What, what one manufacturer you know, could get away with um, versus another manufacturer, it's just it's in the design of the heads. It's in the design, you know, the cubic inches in these blowers. I mean, there are differences in these things. But the heads are, are getting a little bit better, and now the, the Copo team has that great Magnuson blower, um, and it's, it's going to be a new ball game this year. It's, um, you know, we started off last year with a Copo win, and, um, and they kind of ran away with it. Uh, Stephen Bell won the first race, then Archie the next one, and, and then we started seeing the, the dominance of these Dodges kind of take over, and, and it was you know, about midseason when it was pretty evident that they had something that 
the uh, the Chevrolets didn't, and it wasn't that the Fords and the Chevys weren't working their butts off because they, I know they were. It was just that there was some sort of advantage in the cylinder heads and the blower combination that those uh, Dodges had, and that's why the NHRA sat down and said, "Okay, how can we correct this?" They sat down with the manufacturers, and everybody had uh, got to an agreement, and um, they all said, "Hey, if this gets too out of hand." We're going to rein everything in, and that's the right way to do it. Um, you know, make these adjustments in the middle of the season, and I know that can be tough on wallets when you spend all this money. <clears throat> when you spend all this money in the off season, um, getting ready and getting prepared, but um, you don't want to run racers off because oh, I I have a Chevy or I have a Dodge, and now the Fords are running away with it or whatever it is. But um, we're going to have an exciting season. Um, you know we. we everything that's going into it, everything that these racers are putting in and, and the excitement that that's kind of been piling up, you know, there's going to be some racers on new teams from, from their previous teams last year. And, and um, so there's, there's going to be some, some tension there um, for things like that. So it's going to be, it's going to be an exciting season. That's, that's for sure. Exciting, fast, great racing. Brian, why is the school of automotive machinists and technology uh, so involved with this category. What are you guys seeing? And uh, it's just been a couple of years, and yet this thing has grown like gangbusters. Well, that was it. When the NHRA first approached us about, you know, coming on board as a sponsor, we, we looked at some of the opportunities. And and um, at the time, the class was a uh, – there was a naturally aspirated and a uh, blower categories inside this class. And, and before um, they announced that they were going pretty much to blower only, um, we came aboard because – I was running in the in the class. I was an FSX car, and I at one point held the record, and maybe I still do for uh, the mile an hour in, in ET um, for the FSX class in in my Copo, and and so it was a class that we were running. It was something that we were doing here at the school, um, and and so our students were very familiar with it. And now we have graduates that are working uh, with Stanfield and Barton and a couple of the other teams out there that are um, that are really you know, have already had this hands-on experience and understand the class and understand these rules. And, and you know, stock eliminator-style rules that we run under um, with, you know, the minor adjustments that we have, those are, those are pretty tough things to get, your, to get a grasp on, you know, and, and, um, and just the student's exposure to it and their ability to uh, understand the tuning aspects of everything and, and how to make horsepower um, – we, we see that they're kind of drawn to this class because it's a power adder class and it's heads up. And right now that, that really is the only thing that matters. Uh, you've got three, all three manufacturers in this class and, and the students love that. The Dodge guys have somebody to root for, the Ford guys have somebody to root for, and, and the Chevy crowd has somebody to root for. Um, it's, it's been a, last season was kind of a wake-up call to everybody and saying, hey, we're here, we've got seven second cars, you know, what uh, Turk and Leah and, and Mark and, and Archie were able to do last season was incredible. I mean, um, it didn't happen to the Gators, and so I, I didn't think it would happen last year at all. And, and of course, Stanfield and, and DSR and Kevin Helm over there and, and Terry over there with DSR, they, they didn't stop working once the season started. Um, and neither did Stanfield and, and, and neither did Barton and neither did Holbrook and, and Skinner and all those guys. No, nobody stopped working. Um, and that's what you're going to see this year too. Even even with the changes, they're going to have to keep working. Um, but there's there's going to be some great racing this year. 
Very exciting. Brian, looking forward to seeing you out there at the 50th Amelie Motor Oil NHRA Gator Nationals. The first race of the 2019 Samtech Factory Stock Showdown season. Everybody's excited. Uh, it might go one way initially. It may go another way. In the end, we have no idea who's going to win this deal. It is going to be a lot of fun. Real cars, factory cars, battling it out. Heads up, boosted no less on the quarter mile. I cannot wait. I'll see you there. See you, Joe. Thanks again. Brian Massengill from Samtech.edu. The point standings. Everybody is tied. Remember, all eight races count. That is a departure from years past where they could drop a race. It's going to add a little extra pressure to a lot of the teams. Everybody's going to be chasing the championship, but isn't that fun? Thanks to Brian Massengill for helping us put this podcast together. Remember, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. Write us a review and share it on all your social media so that nobody misses one of our guests here on the Samtech Factory Stock Showdown podcast. Next up, he drives a Copo Camaro. He got his first win in category in 2018, and he finished third in the point standings. Arthur Archie Cohn joins us now. Archie, welcome to the new Samtech Factory Stock Showdown podcast. How are you? Pretty good, Joe. How are you? I'm great. I am great. Tell me about your preparation for the 2019 Samtech season. Well, we've been going through the car, you know, uh, doing some uh, tweaks and modifications and uh, uh cleanups and getting ready for the the new season and uh some testing um just uh making sure that we've got our our ducks in a row and 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 looking forward to winning some races this year big runs last year dipping down into the sevens getting your first win but it seems like the 2019 season what was a good performance then will be average to below average now tell us about some of the changes and updates you guys made especially in the supercharger department yeah, the new Magnuson blowers that were issued are, are uh, significantly more efficient than the uh, the last year's model Whipples, and uh, you can see some serious increased improvement very quickly. Uh, a lot of people are going to be re- racing at a different level. It's going to be very competitive this year. the uh, the the new The new efficiency in, on the blowers and the power increase has just made this you know this, the seven second passes are going to be the normal the, the normal runs now. Uh, it's going to be quite interesting how everyone uh, works learns to work with that new power. It's very different. Which I love. I love the uh, the straight number, you know, like the seven, the skinny number, whatever you want to call it. I just feel psychologically, we know that eight seconds is not slow. It's not. Running 8.0 is wicked fast. But 7.99 compared to 8.0 is just psychologically different. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and uh, it's 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 fun to go fast. That's that's what you know. Everyone is in this for, and going faster is always fun. You know, and it, but it's got to be controlled, and it's got to be in a, in in a, in a safe fashion too. The, the the increase in power, you know, is is, is kind of nerve wracking if you think about it because of, of of the limitations of the tire, and uh, you know, going that fast and 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 uh, and repeatedly doing it and, and hooking the tires and making it all the way down the track is it's it's a it's it's something that you're gonna have to learn. It's really it's really a uh, um, a, a uh, a different car. It, we picked up a lot of power. It, it wasn't just, you know, we found a couple, you know, a couple horsepower here, a couple horsepower there. We picked up a lot and uh, and, and uh, made the car significantly faster and, 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 and actually run very differently. Wow, interesting. And, and last year you told us after your victory uh, about driving to victory that you, you know, you breathed the throttle a little bit. Like, you know, you felt it 
breaking traction oh, yeah. and you backed it down and then pulled it back on. And so you're already in that situation of having to, to modulate the throttle to keep the power hooked up. You might have to do that more in 2019. Yeah. Yeah, you need to know how to drive the car. You need to know when it when it's 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 out of control and it's not doing you know what it's supposed to be doing. Uh, staying in the groove is going to be real important. You know, I mean, again, we're playing with significantly more power this year, and uh, it's going to be very interesting to see you know who can who can make it down the track and 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 make that car perform the way you know it can with that kind of power. Again, that tire limitation is very it's very particular. You know, it's very particular on on how it's going to hook up and go. The, the 60 foot times are incredibly improved, you know, and, and just getting out of the hole and then managing that, that uh, power gear to gear is, is a big deal. Now you are running Greg Stanfield racing engines, and we have seen some testing numbers coming out of the Stanfield camp uh, with Stephen Bell. These were weeks ago that were mind-numbing, and uh, spoke with Aaron, and he was like, man, that was a perfect run, and there was no way we're going to do that again. But then uh, some rumors circulating that they've even run quicker and faster. You're running their power. How confident are you going into this season? We have a great team. Greg is an amazing man. Aaron is an amazing young man. Stephen Bell is a fantastic guy. Uh, we have a great dynamic. My uh, the guys that we work with, Connor and Colin, are, are just they're just fantastic. And, and our our team with Tim and Craig and you know just our, our group, we're, we're confident. We're we're very confident. We're we're uh, we're we're aiming for 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 the for the victory. That's that's the way it works. I love it. Now, what about parity in the category? This is something that uh, our previous guests have mentioned that they feel comfortable with, frankly, and more importantly, the NHRA's stance that if one manufacturer or another starts to dominate or run away, the uh, the heavy hand of the regulators will come in to equal things up. Um, you know, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about the way things are and uh, the idea that the whole goal of this is to have a fun, close category. Yes, a- absolutely. That that needs to stay consistent. The parity is very important. Um, I don't foresee one one manufacturer running away with it. You know, like 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 last year. And uh, I don't I don't think that uh, it's going to be as much of a, a issue regulating the cars as as, as thought. You know, one, one, you know, Gators is going to explain everything. You know. Everyone's going to come and, and, and try to, to shoot for the moon at the Gators and, and see, you know, who's, who's fastest and stuff. But, you know, you've got to be smart and, and win the race. You, the fastest car doesn't always win. You've got to get down the track every time. You've got to, you know, you got to size up your opponent. You've got to really know what you're doing, you know, from race to race, round to round. Um, the parity, I think, is just it's, it's really going to be very close. The, the, the Ford guys have, uh, have, have good power, too, and they're reporting excellent numbers as well. It's, there's a lot of new faces coming in, too, a lot of new, new, new guys. Um, I, I, I don't think there's going to be a parity issue this year. I think it's going to be just fun, fast racing. When you size up your competition from your perspective, last year you proved yourself as a driver. You won a lot of races with the slower car, getting off the starting line first, getting it down through there, you know, guts and glory, that kind of thing. When you look at the category, uh, you know, Leah's the champ. She did a great job of getting the job done those final three races. But now you already mentioned Bo Butner, a pro stock world champion coming in. So many others coming in. Uh, when you size up the competition, who do you think about? Who's on your mind as they're going to be tough? Who, uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't take anyone for granted. I really don't. I mean, you know, last year, Skinner, Skinner took me out by two thousandths of a second. To, you know, took me out of the championship. It was, you know, something we were trying real hard for, and, 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 and we had a phenomenal last race. And, again, 
the margin of victory was two thousandths of a second. I, you know, and, and Kevin, Kevin, Kevin did his job, and 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 I, I did my job as well. It's just that the cards fell on his on his side, and and I don't, I I really don't take anyone for granted. When I when I'm going up to that starting line, I'm 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 thinking of doing a good job, driving as as best I can, and, and winning that race. That's that's my that's my my edge, and and I don't I don't look at who I'm racing. I, of course I do, and we we're sizing up them at at the event but as a total you know i'm 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 out to 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 focus on 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 good driving uh the team is focusing on good car preparation good tuning you know and we're 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 looking to to win and and do our do the best job that we can as a team take a second to assume that the people listening right now are new to the category because the category is new the concept of running these full body cars on a nine inch wide tire with a supercharger they're making about 1500 horsepower maybe now uh more and these people are fans of top fuel and fans of pro stock and fans of pro modified what is it about this category that you think has captured the imagination of so many people so quickly you can relate to the cars you you you're you can drive down the street and see the same camaro or perceivably the same camaro and and the same cobra jets you know the the body styles the the dodges I mean, you know, these cars are, are, are legitimately looking like the, the cars of, the, of, of today, and you can associate these cars with, with, with something that you possibly could be driving or running. You know, and when someone sees a factory stock Camaro and they drive one of the Camaros, you know, bought similar body styles, you know, they're, they're thinking that their car is, 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 is that, that, that awesome as well, you know, and, and, and I think that's what has a lot of the traction of the class. The small tire, I mean, you've got a real a real challenge with that small tire. You know, you don't have such a, a, a dragster style looking, looking car. And then when you watch these cars race, the big wheel stands, the, the, the whole shots, I mean, it is just, it's invigorating. I, I, I think it's the best class at the, at the moment. It's, it's really interesting. And if you're a newcomer or if you are first, you know, first to, to start seeing the, the, this type of racing, it, it's going to catch your attention. It's, it's really, uh, it's really fun and it's getting faster. And, 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 you know, the races are, you know, again, they're, they're, they're against cars that are, 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 you know, you can you can associate with. Archie, we spoke with Chris Holbrook a little bit earlier. I asked him if he had a message for the other manufacturers. After after all, this is a manufacturer's battle. This is FCA with their Dodge brand versus Ford versus Chevrolet. The old school rivalries are fully in play right here. Do you have a message? For the fans of the other manufacturers, do you have a message for the drivers of Dodge and Ford as you get ready for the Amelie Motor Oil NHRA Gator Nationals? We're coming out to win this event. We're 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 we're, we're coming out guns a blazing. Um, watch out for for Stephen and I. <laughs> We've got a couple other guys on the team now, but uh, um, they'll they'll be introduced, and and uh, we're 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 aiming to aiming to win this thing. Love it. Archie, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Good luck. 2019 Samtech Factory Stock Showdown. Thank you, Joe. Thanks, Archie. Arthur Archie Cohn with us here on the Samtech Factory Stock Showdown podcast or Factory Stock Podcast if you're searching in Apple Podcasts. Yes, a new podcast has dropped and you guys get to this point i want to know your feedback joe at wforadio.com because this show is powered by wfo radio we're putting it together we're putting it out a separate feed but make no mistake the same folks that bring you wfo radio nhra nitro and ignition 
are behind this one. Thanks to Brian Massengill and Samtech.edu. Frankly, we just love the category. Know that you guys, too, want to take a microscope out to it and get to know everybody as this thing gets quicker and faster and more fun over the 2019 season. Once again, Joe at WFORadio.com. If you got any thoughts, comments, ideas, concepts, things you want to see or hear about, I want to hear from you. The best thing you can do for us, though, and this is just a fact of the podcast world, is go to Apple Podcasts and write us a review. We're going to add it to some of the other podcast carriers out there. Certainly there are many, but the one that everybody goes to is Apple Podcasts initially. Soon it will be on Google Listen and Google Play and all of these places that accept podcasts. But right now, Apple Podcasts, write us a review. Why? The initial launch of a podcast is very important. And if you liked what you heard, we need you to subscribe immediately and share it with some friends and tell some folks. And we are going to go over the top covering the Samtech Factory Stock Showdown. That is going to do it. Thanks to everyone who has listened to our shows. Thank you for checking out this one. Thanks to our great guest, Leah Pritchett, for coming on the show. She's the champ talking El Bandito. How great was that? Also, Chris Holbrook. Racing with a heavy heart. Just lost his mom going out there to kick their ass. How great is that? And then Arthur Archicone and Brian Massengill. It's going to be fast. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great racing. Absolutely love it. All right, everybody, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for checking out the Factory Stock Podcast. Music by Clearside. Start your education at full speed with the School of Automotive Machinists and Technology. Accelerate your career as a high-performance engine builder with classroom instruction and practical hands-on experience in the lab, on the dyno, and at the track. In addition to the Blockhead and CNC programs, Sam now offers motorsport EFI tuning and an Associates of Applied Science degree. And Sam is a military-friendly school, approved to train veterans and other eligible persons under the GI Bill. Start your education at full speed. Go to samtech.edu today.